welcome into episode 38 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, we'll get it eventually. Uh, my <laughs> name is Brandon. I am here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. How you guys doing today? Yo, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Brandon? That's what happens when you're tired. And well, actually, this is what happens when I host a podcast, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just we get the me. mistake out of the way early, right? Yeah, do it, do it early. And then it's smooth sailing the rest of the way. Yeah, it's all good. I like it. I like it. How are you guys doing, though? You guys having a good night tonight? Yeah, watching a little bit of this Monday night football game. Need the Eagles D to just keep holding, baby. Nope. Nope. What we <laughs> what we really need. So oh, they're they're yeah. holding three point something oh, points in our okay. league. So <laughs> <laughs> I just I need one more touchdown. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Give me another sack or something, please. I, I legitimately thought was like I going into tonight having like I had like a two and a half point lead or something three point lead I was like there's there's literally zero chance like there's zero chance and somehow they've put up 20 points on the Eagles and I'm I mean I still think there's like I'd give myself like a two percent chance to win but because they're capable of just like catching a pick and running it back so like it could it could happen at any time but you know Heineke Heineke looks good he's passing the ball pretty good right now so yeah uh I know someone who needs a little over seven points from Curtis Samuel who currently has one reception for 23 yards so hoping I'm I'm crossing my fingers for him man (laughs) yeah all right, well, let's hop into the daily roundabout. We got a small little roundabout here because we got a bunch of news and stuff to talk about in the week 10 review. So um, we'll just get into like some of the major news uh, and injury stuff we heard. Uh, Cooper Cup is dealing with an ankle injury. He is expected to miss some time. They are saying that's just a high ankle sprain. So good news for them that he avoided that. But my guess is... Judging by how bad it looked, my guess is it's likely going to be around four weeks um, for how long he's going to be out. Um, Another one is uh, uh, Zach Ertz, a knee injury. He's done for the season. Uh, Sad news for him. That's a rough one, man. He was having such a good season, too. He was looking good out there. That's that's hard. Um, That's really tough. Yeah, he seems like uh, a real spark on their offense too. Um, and they don't have a ton going for him a lot of the time on offense, but he's very consistent and uh, you know, a nice big target for Kyler. So that's that's gonna be rough, man. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, uh another uh, ankle injury out there was Jerry Judy. When he initially went down, it was like early in the game, first early in the first quarter. And when he initially went down, I thought for sure it was his Achilles. Like he was holding the back of his foot. Like I thought he was done. But uh, yeah. following his MRI today, it sounds like it's just a mid ankle sprain, and he could return as early as this week to the field. Which wow, I I'm I'm blown away that that is. I I think they rest him this week just basically because our season's kind of over. Um, but uh, after seeing the injury, uh, there's no way I would have expected that. I thought for sure it was going to be a minimum, you know, IR four week injury. But yeah, it sounds like he could uh, could be re- returning a lot sooner. Um, uh, other news for the Cardinals: the Cardinals cut Eno Benjamin today in a surprise roster move. Um, 
you know, he filled in really nicely for James Conner while he was out. And then just out of nowhere today, they just let him go. Um, I don't think anybody saw this coming other than maybe people within the organization, because yeah, as you said, he filled in admirably for James Conner and they don't really have a lot of depth there behind James Conner. They have Keontae Ingram, who we'll talk about a little later, but uh, yeah, it's just a strange move when they're like still trying to fight to potentially make the playoffs. They just got a big in division win. So yeah, he only saw one snap during that game. Um, yeah, that it's so his, strange his workload and then cut him. So. There's got to be something else that we don't know about going on. I'm sure it'll come out over the next couple of days. So if we hear something, we will update people. Yeah, on the Cardinals as well. Uh, head coach Cliff Kingsbury says that Hollywood Brown is getting close to returning as well. It may not be this week, but definitely after the bye week. So, um, you know, huge. Good news they need them. it. They they really do because they're actually they're actually still in the division like and they they have a chance I think the Rams are kind of out of it now. Um, the Niners have a pretty tough schedule, although it's going to be so hard to stop that offense though. So um, man, and that defense is rolling. They just ended a big game against the Chargers with an interception. That was. That I mean, was I agree, but they that offense that defense. It still has some injuries and and needs to get a little bit more healthy, but I really think that offense can just kind of carry them through uh, while they're getting healthy. Um, well, let it be known, I think San Francisco's got the full package right now, and they're, yeah, they're uh, they're going to the playoffs. They they brought back eight guys this week from mm-hmm. injury, so you know, and some of those guys were probably a little rusty. Takes a little time to get them worked back in, so. Uh, I expect things will continue to improve going forward. Yeah. Must be nice. We added eight guys to the injury report. Dude. <laughs> there's some I feel so bad for some of these teams this this week. It's been just the the injury report is deep right now. Yeah. Dude, I read a tweet uh of the Broncos injuries and they ran out of uh, characters in the tweet naming all the players that are now on injured <laughs> reserve and it was like three three pages long i was like this is so messed up like injured players a thread it's like wide receiver two wide receiver three qb like i'm just like oh my goodness yeah. this is absolutely insane but Brutal. you know it, it's I think it saves Nathaniel Hackett's job and uh, that's unfortunate for me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I it, it's crazy because we went from us having like what is supposed to be the scariest, you know, division ever, blah, blah, blah. And we could have three new head coaches next year if things don't fall right. Like the Chargers could let their coach go. Uh, well, actually, according to what I read today about your guys' coach, I don't know if the Raiders are going to let their coach go. He's, not, like he's not going anywhere, unfortunately. Yeah, we're all crying. It, don't worry. And it sounds like silver and black coach is running too. down my face. Mm. <laughs> so does Derek Carr. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, man, it was it was crazy. So, um. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it, it happens. It happens there. So, all right. Well, let's hop into the best coast, big and bad week 10. Uh, there was 
some pretty big quarterback plays. Justin Fields was absolutely insane. We'll talk a He's little bit fire. about him too. Um, 167 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 147 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns through five weeks. He's the leading rusher in the league in the last five weeks over Derrick Henry, over all of them. Like I listen to these fantasy finishes over the last five weeks, QB one, QB one, QB five, QB five, QB eight. Unreal. Uh, I mean, going backwards. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you eight, had me a little five, confused five, there one, too. Right. Yeah, uh, I just, I don't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's mind blowing to me. Um, and I, I think at this point you just kind of have to keep rolling him out there. Like, do you start he, him over any other quarterback right now? Is there yes, anybody right that now. you that you're that's safe on your roster? He's nope. he's what people wanted Trey Lance to be. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. A hundred percent. Okay, yeah. not translating to wins for the Bears. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Not right now. How bad do you think they feel now that they did trade like some of their best defensive players, and they're the first team? I don't know how long it's been. It's been a, quite a few years that scored over twenty nine points in three straight weeks and went zero and three. Oh, like, Man, that's rough. They could yeah. use those players. Yep. Are you um, sure the Lions scored a lot of points at the beginning of this season? <laughs> I don't think they yeah, scored they over 29 in three straight season. games. Yeah. They, they, okay, yeah, they, they won one of those first three when they were scoring yeah. all those points. So, Yep. That's crazy. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, another big game, 331 yards and four touchdowns, uh, 39 rushing yards. Tua just continues to do it, 285 yards uh, and three passing touchdowns. Very it's efficient, no interceptions again. Um, I it mean, wasn't even that much Hill and Waddle this time. Like they had okay games, but they weren't. You know, like he he spread the ball all around. And Trent Sherfield had a done. great game. Yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. We were all up there watching the game, and just that we were like, "Oh, that's got to be Waddle." No, that wasn't <laughs> Waddle. Uh, oh, okay, that 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 one was Hill. Wait, no, Hill has 22 yards. Like, what? what is going on right now? And they're moving the ball so good. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the other players on this, too, besides just Tua, because they spread the ball around pretty well in this game. And that offense, much like, um, you know, the Bears offense and, like, you know, those guys, they just keep putting up points. Uh, those are the ones that you want to target pretty much every week. And can feel comfortable starting a lot of these players. So yeah. um, Matt Ryan snuck his way into the, the the top five this week, 222 and one passing touchdown had 38 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. He did have a 39 yard rushing touchdown, which like I said in my tweet, it's a disgrace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if Matt Ryan can run for a 39 t- yard touchdown against your <laughs> team, like, I didn't even – that might – I don't know if that's like a career like record for him. That's got to be close to his career high for – I heard I heard radio announcers talking about we should compare it to his 40 time at the Combine and see how much slower he's gotten. Yeah. And, you know, just like making jokes and it's just like – Well, it's joke-worthy, Jordan. It is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's laughable for sure. It could sure. be in joke books. Can't believe – 
that that yeah. happened. Yep. So. Uh, Dak Prescott, 265 yards and three passing touchdowns. And then he kind of rounded out with Trevor Lawrence, ended up with a pretty nice game. Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill. Kenny Pickett had a really good game. Um, you know, surprisingly, even with the rushing touchdown from George Pickens, um, you know, still ended up with a pretty good day. Marcus Mariota, uh, Aaron Rodgers came alive, three passing touchdowns this week, which we haven't seen that out of him in quite some time. And Daniel Jones. Um, so out of the running back, Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, he's got that safe floor with the rushing ability that just kind yep. of keeps him alive. So, um, you know, he's a great streaming quarterback when you have bye weeks and things like that. Um, so the running backs this week, Jonathan Taylor is back. Uh-huh. 147 and one rushing touchdown, had that 66-yard touchdown, uh, and two for two for receiving. And the Colts looked good, and I – this was probably a fluke week, and then next week it's back to them being the Colts. Um, I think you're right, um, but Jonathan Taylor is—he is that good, you know. Yes, it, especially against a bad defense. Like this is what you want from Jonathan Taylor. It's why you drafted him at, at the very beginning of your draft, if not the 101, probably 102. And yeah, if you if you if you're going up against a weak D, please, Jonathan Taylor will be in a top five position. For this sure. is just kind of what we've needed to see that he can do again. And yeah. it he felt can. good to see him do it. Uh, so Saquon Barkley continues his, you know, path to just being great this season. 152 yards rushing, one rushing touchdown, one for one for eight receiving yards, which that's kind of surprising. A little low on the receiving side for him, but um, he got it all with, done on, on the ground. It didn't matter. He did. And that game kind of got, you know, out of reach they they played pretty well they had the houston so it's not like he had to do a ton through the air um dalvin cook had 119 on the ground one rushing touchdown three for five through the air for 27 yards um another great game out of dalvin cook against a really good defense in buffalo he's stringing them together it's nice to see oh yeah but that was the most incredible game i've ever watched in my life like it was so good Watching that in that sports book with all these different types of fans, like everybody was so invested in that game. And like one of the guys that I was with literally bet live on the Vikings when they got stopped at the half yard line, he walked to his car. Then they recovered the fumble and he ran all the way back inside (laughs) to watch (laughs) the end of the game. And I was so thankful that he didn't throw his ticket away. Like, yeah. You know, he if he would have, as he was walking out, thrown his ticket away, he would have been digging in the trash because he ended up winning. Because oh my gosh, he bet the Vikings money line with like I don't know seven minutes left or something in the fourth quarter when they were down, and yeah, it it was the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever watched. Um, uh, James Conner had sixty nine rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, three for three for seventeen through the air. Aaron Jones. Uh, so much for a bum ankle, 138 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown two for two for 18 against an incredible Cowboys defense. Like I was shocked at how well green Bay played in this game. Yeah. Um, Same. Like I thought for sure that that line was way too low. I thought this was an all Cowboys game and, uh, they showed up and played and then Jeff Wilson, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, 
Deonta Foreman, Raheem Mostert, and that's something I want to talk about is that Jeff Wilson-Mostert combination. We did talk a lot about Singletary and how good he could be this week. And Nick Chubb saved the day with his 33-yard rushing touchdown. He ha- was having a pretty off day, um, but had that 33-yard rushing touchdown. But that Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert uh, combination, yes, it does look like Jeff Wilson's getting a bulk of the the carries and a bulk of what's going on there, but it does appear that they're both startable. I think you can yeah. flex them both at this point going forward. Dolphins are going into their bye week, and it looks like afterwards you could probably play a team of Tua, Hill, Waddle, Edmund, or not Edmonds, uh, Jeff Wilson, and Raheem Mostert. How so, crazy would that be? You could have drafted that whole team and literally be happy with where you're sitting right now. Yeah, you could like, be winning games. Yes, that's incredible. Uh, let's jump into the big wide receivers this week. CD Lamb went nuclear. 11 for 15 through the air for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, The surprise of the week, though, Christian Watson, four for eight for 107 yards and three touchdowns. And I have to give a shout out to Ritter here. He 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 tried to convince me to get him in my lineup this week, and I told him he was crazy. I did not believe it for a second. Um and, you know, he, he was right. I, I got to give credit where credit's due. Um, he was right on that one. So that just he currently still holds the belt in me. one of our leagues for a reason. He's, he's, he's got some really good insight. Uh, for sure. He's, he's a waiver wire genius. I got to give him that. Like he makes really good waiver wire pickups. Yeah. Uh, should have listened to him. Um, I wouldn't be <laughs> out scoreboard watching right now if I uh, had listened to him. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Justin Jefferson. Woo. Is hands down the best wide receiver in the league right now. Yeah, I think um, you're right. I th- the catches he had at the end of that game were just amazing to watch. Uh, I think he had the catch of the year, that one handed catch with the other receiver on the ball to bring it down. It was incredible. But he was ten yeah. for sixteen for 193 yards and a touchdown. Christian Kirk had a really nice game. We did talk about him. How you have to have him in your lineup right now. Hopefully, you listen to that. 9 for 12 for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and then Nick Westbrook-Akine, 5 for 8 for 119 yards and two touchdowns, which that was uh, that was pretty mind-blowing to me. That was uh, going up against our you know fourth-string corner over there and broken coverage. It was – he had a day. Uh, they, they shut down Derrick Henry, which – was kind of the goal, and I don't think they expected uh, Akine to to torch uh, the the Broncos. So probably wasn't in a lot of people's lineups this week. Would be my guess. No, but I'm not yeah. kidding. Not five days ago, I told Jordan that he's a guy that I always kind of wondered about if he was on a team where they actually had passing volume, if he would be, you know, a startable asset. And I I just think, man, he's a you know, he's a guy that if in a in a dynasty league, maybe you buy in on the talent, not after this week, after a huge performance, but he's going to have a few down weeks in a row and you could, you know, slow, make a sneaky little trade for him and he might end up somewhere where he gets used and could be huge in the future. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Devonte Adams, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis does it again. Uh, Paris Campbell. I want to talk a little bit about <sighs> Paris Campbell now that, Matt Ryan is back to starting. Does Paris Campbell interest you guys at all? A hundred percent. Right before Matt Ryan left, Paris Campbell was starting to get those targets, was getting the yards. 
All of a sudden, Matt Ryan pops back into it, and boom, here he is again. With Matt so, Ryan, he's had three games in a row where he's scoring double-digit half PPR points. He's getting targets like nine to, to 12 targets. So, yeah, you should be owned as long as Matt Ryan is the starting QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, special dude's amazing. Uh, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony only played 26 or 28% of snaps and still had a phenomenal day. Um, with Juju getting banged up and having that concussion, very likely to miss next week. Kadarius Tony could be in for a huge day. Um, uh, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, and DeAndre Carter uh, ended up getting a bulk of those yards in that game over Josh Palmer. Um, and then we'll hop over to the tight ends and Cole Komet, four for seven for 74 yards and two touchdowns. His second week with back-to-back two touchdowns games um, is Komet somebody that is now startable. Like, are you ready to trust that offense? No. No. But But I'll start Cole Komet because tight ends are terrible. (laughs) There you go. That's my exact answer. Okay. Let's uh, compare him to a few of these guys like Tyler Higby now. He was eight for eight for 73 yards, but now they have no Cooper Cup. Yeah, I'm still going to go a little bit more. Okay. Okay. I think without Um, Cooper Cup, the offense is just dead. That's what I've been bad anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. Travis Kelsey was six for seven for 81 yards and a touchdown. Noah Gray ended up catching a touchdown in that game. I was very sad about that. Um, Uh, I, I called that before the game started though. I told Zach, the, uh, Fenning, I told him, I was like, dude, it's always Noah Gray. Like he ruins cause I traded for Kelsey. So I was like, he always ruins uh Travis Kelsey's day. And then <sighs> boom, he like caught a touchdown like three passes later. And he was like, uh, maybe you should stop talking about that. I was like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Like, that's, that's like Kelsey <laughs> does it now. <laughs> uh, Dalton Schultz, six for eight for 54 and a touchdown. Um, that's what we like to see. Yes. No, I don't, but I, yes, I do. Um, John Johnson, five for seven for 44 yards and a touchdown. I think you're safe to now completely get rid of Taysom Hill. Yeah. It seems like they're using a real tight end now and using Camara, like running the offense the way it should run. Um, they haven't looked very good. I'm wondering if they go to Winston now because that <laughs> offense looked terrible, but you know, you never they know. haven't looked very good, man. No, nope. not at all. Uh, Foster Moreau filled in for Waller being on IR three for four for 43 yards and a touchdown. And then you just kind of basically have the the other tight ends. Harrison Bryant talked about Noah Gray, Jordan Atkins, TJ Hawkinson was getting targeted like crazy. Uh, Lawrence Cager and Dawson Knox was getting targeted at the end of that game. Uh, Your defenses, you had the Vikings, Titans, Steelers, Giants, Panthers, and Lions surprisingly there. Um, And then let's talk about, uh, the bad QBs, uh, PJ Walker, Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson again, uh, Colt McCoy. He actually filled in. He didn't have a good fantasy day, but he filled in right. really nicely for Kyler. Yeah. Um, Jared Goff disappointed. Herbert was okay, but not Herbert that you drafted to be a top four quarterback. Um, he it's hard, still man. didn't have the weapons, but there is talk that 
Keenan Allen and Mike Williams could return to practice this week and they're expecting Mike Williams to play. I don't know about Keenan Allen. Um, and then Jimmy G another rough day, uh, on the RB side, um, CEH. I mean, where are you guys at with him? Is he droppable now in redraft? I don't know that you can drop him, but there's no way you can play him at all right now. The only reason you can't drop him is if they, you know, McKinnon's been a little banged up. And if he actually, you know, misses time, then CEH is the pre- predominant uh, pass catching running back there. So that's the only reason I'd potentially hang on to him. If you need to cut him, because you got shallow rosters, you can't play him. So yeah. yeah, this week too, though there's there's quite a few running backs that are going to be on by. People are going to be, um, you know, are they just done hurting. with him? I don't know, man. I, like you can't. You also can't play Pacheco or McKinnon. Nope. No, I just don't like. We talked about not starting any of the running backs for Kansas City right now, and I just think that's how it's got to stay right now. You just can't I mean, start Pache- them. Pacheco's in this list too. Like he, w- he wasn't good either. So yeah. It's... Uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, I think he had a bad week. Cause like we kind of talked a little bit about that coming back from the injury. Um, he, we may see a little bit more for him next week. I wouldn't panic too much yet with Chuba though. They really do like Foreman. I like um, Foreman. He's running great. Uh, and they so. seem to like Raheem Blackshear a little bit. Yeah, so this could be this could be kind of an interesting one for them. Uh, Naheem Hines, Tyler Algier, Kareem Hunt again. Uh, Cordero Patterson, I don't know what happened there. Um, that one's a, a monitor because I, I just don't I don't I don't know what why they went so far away from him this week. Uh, Caleb Huntley, David Montgomery seems to be kind of out of it right now because they're just running fields so much. Yeah. Um, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, we talked about that. Khalil Herbert, he ended up getting hurt in that game. I don't know the extent of the injury or if or when he'll be back. Uh, he had a hip injury and they immediately ruled him out of the game. So that's something to monitor the rest of the week. Um, Alvin Kamara, just one of those weeks where just a down week. DeAndre Swift, I think they're going to start utilizing him more. Derek he scored Henry, a touchdown, didn't he? He did score a touchdown, correct. Didn't Still do much else week. besides that. Yep. Uh, Derek Henry, don't worry about Henry. Just ran yep. into a good defense. He'll be fine. Travis Etienne, don't worry about him. He'll be fine. Najee had a good game on the ground, just still can't score. Um, and he fumbled. Yeah. So, 99 yards, but he fumbled. Yep. I would just say, you know, it's something to monitor with Najee. I, I still would keep him out of my lineup for now, um, but that's just kind of how it is. Uh, on the wide receiver side, Unfortunately, Cooper Cup did end up on this list because the injury, the early injury, Robert Woods, Wandale Robinson, Mac Hollins didn't do much at all like we thought he was going to. Uh, Traylon Burks was a bust. Juju got hurt. Man, I hope he's okay. Um, that yeah. was a nasty, nasty hit. It was hit. a nasty hit. Um, very hard to see a player go down like that, stiffen up like that. It, it scares me. Um, but... Dang it, Eagles got an interception. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Amari Cooper down week, uh, DJ Moore. Um, Alave had a down week this week, um, which I did not expect that. I thought he was going to have a pretty decent week this week. Um, it shows the difference in the Steelers with 
uh, Watt and without Watt. That defense yeah. is totally different with Watt in the lineup. Um, they 100%. have to get the ball out faster, and it really, really helps their corners. It really um, helps their offense, too. They actually get to be on the field. Yeah. So, you know, this defense is top, top notch when TJ Watt is there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had to send out my jinx, jinx text there. Um, Amari, All your pre-congratulations on me, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amari Cooper, <laughs> DJ Moore um, was down. Uh, Gallup had a, a off day. Uh, Palmer, I, I was really surprised at Palmer. I thought he was going to get some more yards, just wasn't getting targeted a lot. Credit to you know San Francisco's defense. Alan Lazard was surprising um, to me on on that one. Uh, but it was all Watson this week, and they really established the run. I think, if I remember correctly, Aaron Rodgers only had 14 completions this week, um, but they they just established the run pretty well. Brandon Cooks and then Allen Robinson. As far as the tight ends go, pretty much all of them, unless we name them in the tight end scoring this week. That's just how it's going to be pretty much every week. Yeah. Um, They're so. stinky. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hop over to the week 10 review. What do you guys say? Let's yep. do it. All right. So we had some bye weeks this week. The Ravens were on by Bengals, Jets, and the Patriots. Um, the Seahawks fell to the Buccaneers 21 to 16. Uh, this was this game started out um, really, really slow for Seattle. Uh, Seattle pretty much didn't do much until like everyone started waking up here in America. Um, that was yeah. basically when their offense started to uh, do something. Um, so it was, <laughs> I got, I, I was watching, I was at the sports book and I was watching the end of the game and, you know, I thought Seattle was going to put it together at the end of the game. Um, credit to Buccaneers. They, they actually had a really good uh, defensive game plan. They kept Ken Walker out of the game early. He didn't have much of a running game. Uh, he got involved in the passing game late. Uh, Chris Godwin finally looks healthy though, and looked really good in this game. But the real question I have for you guys is the Fournette and Rashad White conversation. Where do you think that goes? Because I think they're on by this next week, and then they come back. Do you think this leans more into Rashad White after the buy, or does Fournette stay involved? Uh, I think Fournette stays involved. It seems like his injury is not too bad. Uh, I know White like got the start, quote unquote, but Fournette had a better game. I think White's going to become more usable, though, throughout the, the course of the season. I think they like what he's doing. They like him as a change of pace, and they want to have kind of a split there rather than giving Fournette 30 touches. I think this is the same thing, and maybe they're, you know, they're trying to make that playoff push right now, and hopefully they can keep their whole team healthy when they're in the playoffs. So, yeah, I I kind of agree with that. So, um, and then we had the easily and could be the whole year the game of the year. Ooh. Vikings win thirty three to thirty over the Bills. Uh, this <clears throat> game was just mind blowing. Instant was, classic, <laughs> dude. It was. One team's going to win. Oh, my God, the game's over. Oh, my gosh, it's going the other way. They recovered a fumble. I can't believe they fumbled in the that end zone. fumble in the end zone was unbelievable. Wild. I've Bills never... made some really big mistakes in this game. They, sh- they should have been able to win this game, and they, they gave it away. Yes. Oh, they 100% gave this game away. But Which is uh, normally a Vikings thing to do. 
So yeah. Vikings credit are looking to, really good. Big credit to the Vikings. They didn't yes. blow it. They took yes. advantage of every opportunity given to them. And, you know, Cousins played great. Justin Jefferson was incredible when he needed to be a against a really, really good secondary. Um, and, you know, I, I think the, the, the Bills, <laughs> they went away from what was working for them in the first half. Singletary was working. And he yeah. looked amazing in the first half. And they just completely abandoned the run. They completely abandoned the game plan. And yes, Josh Allen was incredible. Like he was taking that game over. I think he was running too much. Um, but I, I ultimately think that the Bills need to learn to use the run more when it, yeah. they need it. Um, I think you're right. And to rely that much on Josh Allen, especially in, you know, he doesn't look like he's 100% healthy to me, then it couldn't it could be good. It could be a bad sign for the rest of this year. And they just traded for Naeem Hines, who they used like not at all. None. Uh, they, they're still barely using James Cook. They, you know, it, it's so weird. You know, they've acquired all these running backs and gone and made moves to get guys who can run the ball. And they just let Allen run all over the place, even when he's hurt. So it's a little yep. bit crazy. You're, you're really taking a big risk with your franchise doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say um, uh, on Sunday, we watched that Justin Jefferson catch for the first time of like hundreds of times in our life. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll be seeing that forever. It was amazing. Yeah. One of the most incredible catches I've ever seen with the game on the line. Fourth at 18. Just oh, What a, yeah. What a listeners. Play. If you have not seen it, go watch the highlights from that game. You'll you know, just Google Justin Jefferson catch. I promise. Or, you. or just, Google uh, just search Justin Jefferson on Twitter. He's you'll yeah. see it. You will see it immediately. Yeah, it's it was uh, it was amazing. It was fun to watch. Um, you know, another good game offensively, anyways, to watch. Yeah. Um, was uh the Lions um winning over the Bears thirty one to thirty. Uh, sorry, I just saw the. I don't know what just happened, but Washington just recovered. Looks like a fumble, maybe. Ran it back for a touchdown. Holy um, cow. This is crazy. And someone got hurt. Is that Goddard? I think so. 88, yeah. Oh, that's a face mask. Yikes. All right. Look, we got to okay. go to Lions-Bears. Yeah, sorry. Lions-Bears. <laughs> Lions 31, Bears 30. Uh, Fields, we've talked. We just talked about him. He's a league winner at this point. Like, if you have him... You basically start him over everybody. I mean, I think he, with his rushing upside at this point, and he's doing it against really good defenses and really bad defenses, his next two weeks are tough weeks. Um, but, you know, could um, could be able to do that. Uh, you know, we trust Cole Komet going forward and – um, DeAndre Swift had limited touches. Um, so, you know, that was a, that was a pretty good game to watch though. Uh, the bears still keep blowing the game though. Somehow, um, we talked a lot about those guys already. So let's get over the Broncos, uh, fall to the Titans 17 to 10. Um, you know, are you guys interested in Westbrook Akine, like as far as picking him up or is he just someone that had a good week and that's probably it? I think he's a dynasty ad if he's out there on your waivers. 
And like I said, someone to just keep an eye on for the future. Yeah, I'm probably not super interested in in a, a redraft format because the passing volume for the lost Titans today. is so low. Oh, yeah. Okay. It cut out there for a second, but I got you guys back. So, um, okay. Jaguars uh, fall to the Chiefs 27 to 17. Chiefs are just, you know, really good. That's part of what it was. Um, I think Kadarius Tony ends up being something, a pretty big part of this offense now with Juju being hurt. And it could actually affect Juju's long term value if, um, you know, Tony gets established with this offense while he's out now. Uh, yeah, I, think- I, I wanted to ask you all's opinion on this because we saw at times like like Tony didn't play a lot of snaps, but we saw MVS leave the game at certain times. We saw Juju had to leave early with the concussion. Um, it, it's possible that all these guys are fine going into next week. It's also possible that they miss. But like if they're all fine, do you think Tony is going to see an increase in snap share? Do you think they keep trying to get him more and more involved? Or do you think this is kind of a like more because of the injuries and he's a depth piece for them? He looks good. I, I think that they are going to try and get him more involved. I really do. Like I think so, too. I, yeah, it looks like they wanted to get him involved. Um, so, I'm a Tony believer, so uh, that's why I wanted to get you guys' opinion because uh, you guys know going into the season, I was a big fan of Kadarius Tony. I own him in Dynasty. Like, I'm I'm a believer in the talent there. So, you know, you're you're getting my hopes up. I'm not a Kadarius Tony believer, but I'm also I wonder if he's maybe not the most like reliable dude to stay healthy and that's why he gets such a small snap percentage and they think you know we only need him on the field when when we are gonna use him um and that could i just, just be... see the involvement and in now a really really high powered offense and i think they may need him with yeah. these injuries now i think so... you're right and as long as this is the the climate then yeah you should be able to to play him yeah uh zay jones had a pretty decent day for the jaguars too a lot of targets continues to do that in a ppr league he really really interests me um you know as far as how all, all of that goes uh christian kirk travis etn will be fine i think etn just had a, a, a down day but i think he'll be fine going forward um yeah kirk scored two touchdowns so that's that you know that's where the touchdowns went otherwise etn you know didn't really have a bad game he just didn't score wasn't you know insane in yardage or anything so yeah he's fine Mm -hmm. yeah um and then uh we can get over to the browns at dolphins Browns 17 dolphins 39 we talked about the jeff wilson raheem mostert um, I think they're both startable until you see otherwise. Um, you know, they are going to, they have a bye next week. So we could come back from the bye and see even more Jeff Wilson, or we could continue to see a split. I think we continue to see a split because they just, with them splitting the ball, they look, they look really good. I mean, they, they both are involved. I think you're going to be fine there. Um, Deshaun Watson is going to be returning back to practice. He can re- start as early as week 13, so after their bye week. Um, what does that do for this Browns offense now going forward? Uh, do you see an up- uptick in the pass catchers? Um, maybe a little bit more for Nick Chubb with more possibilities for scoring? Um, 
Would you pick yeah. up Watson? Are you going to stash him? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's in the waiver section. Uh, I think we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how much we'd bid on him and stuff there. But I, I think, yeah, you, you got to make sure that he's owned. Okay. Okay. Um, Texans uh, fall to the Giants 24 to 16. Score was closer than this game really was. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, we could talk a little bit. Obviously, your, your big starter, Saquon Barkley, had huge day. Um, but Darius Slayton, is he somebody that interests you guys at all uh, for the Giants um, rest of the season? He's, he's just a big play kind of dude who can have, you know, having a 43-yard reception or whatever kind of pads your stats a little bit. Um, he's never going to be like a volume play, I don't think. But yeah. if you're playing against weak defenses, he's not a bad streaming option. Okay. I tend to agree there, especially if you've got, um, you know, no Wandale Robinson because he's been banged up throughout the season. Then I think Darius Slayton's a, a decent play in a in a matchup dependent kind of way. Uh, you know, you're you're just hoping that he, he takes a long one to the house. But he's he's a talented dude. I think, uh, you know, yeah. I like Darius Slayton. He might be the best receiver on the Giants right now, which isn't saying a lot. And they don't pass a lot and they don't need to. Their defense is good and their run game's good. So they do that. But I don't know. He, yeah. He's not that bad. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump over to the Saints. Well, do, you guys like, do you guys like Nico Collins for the Texans? Not particularly because he plays on the Texans. I think you guys are having a little bit of connection issue. Uh oh. You guys are, yeah. You guys cut. Uh, we're having some mic cutout issues. Oh, what what was that that you asked there? I was asking about Nico Collins. I mean, he kind of interests me, but I also think that they're going to get Brandon Cooks a little bit more involved again, and I'm not. I'm just not sure that there's enough really to go around on that team. Um, I mean, he interests me more in a dynasty setting than he does in any sort of redraft setting. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the Saints fall to the Steelers uh, 20 to 10. Uh, the Steelers defense got TJ Watt back like we talked about, and it made a huge difference in this game. Um, Kenny Pickett was out there running the ball. 51 rushing yards looked really good. But, um, you know, we talked about uh, George Pickens. He ended up having a good game, got the rushing touchdown. But the question for me is this Saints offense. Um, it's taking a hit for like, you know, if Kamara doesn't have a, you know, old Kamara game where he is just really utilized and involved, this offense just doesn't seem to be moving the ball. Uh, do they make a quarterback change this next week? Uh, I'm hearing rumors about it. So it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, but, you know, Jameis wasn't playing well early on in the season. He was banged up, but. I think you kind of have to, you know, they're, they're at a spot where it's pretty make or break. They're in a weak division. They could still try and turn things around, but I don't know. Yeah. They're not very exciting. Honestly, this is not a very inspiring team right now. No, no. Are you guys worried about Camaro rest of the season? A little bit. I think he still has some really good games in him, but it's going to be hard to tell when. Yeah, yeah, you're going to want to play him against easy matchups. And if you've got other options, consider sitting him against tough matchups. That's what I wanted to ask you guys about was like, do you think the Steelers defense is now somebody to worry about when you're when you've got guys going against them? I think heck yeah, dude. 
I think they could be. Uh, Watt just makes it gives them less time to throw, which makes any bad secondary decent. Like, yeah, and that is all the difference in the world. Yeah, because the Steelers it, don't have a good secondary, and they no, shut down like, Olave. And feels like TJ Watt adds an interception to every game because his pressure forces the mistake. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. He he makes their secondary so much better. So. It's incredible what he does to that defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we were ready to, we handed out our, our, uh, you know, defensive player of the year awards, but what that guy can do, if he ends the season good, he's going to get himself some votes just because of what he does to that defense. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, let's jump over to uh, the Colts and Raiders. Uh-huh. The Raiders uh-huh. fall <laughs> to the Colts. 25 to 20. Um, I, I, I'm shocked that the Raiders lost this game, honestly, like uh, to be completely honest, uh, it's driving me to drink <laughs> a, a coach that has never coached in the NFL. Just one. Um, they actually, you well, know, he that, beat a they're, coach they're, who's they're, never coached well in the NFL. Does oh, that help? That's very true. Yeah. I saw, I wonder, I saw I wonder if it's on. just our division. I saw people on Twitter saying the NFL should do a thing where they just bring in random people for a game to see if they can beat Josh McDaniels coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Make like uh, a game show out of it. Uh, we that would suck. Be really entertaining. It's, it's a um, bummer. Matt Ryan proved, though, that he is way better than Sam Ellinger. Way, um, way better, especially for the other fantasy options for the Colts. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a huge difference I, if he keeps starting. Yeah, yeah, you're confident in Pittman, Paris Campbell you can flex, Jonathan Taylor is going to have a way better floor and ceiling. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that uh, he brings my my hope alive in Pittman. I can get him back in my lineup and not cry when I said it um, because this week I I benched, I benched him again because I didn't know Matt Ryan was going to start. They didn't really announce that until right before the game. I know that Jeff Saturday wanted him to start, but – they didn't really jump into it until the last second. So um, on the Raiders side of the ball, though, I mean, there wasn't a lot really to talk about. Um, Carr had a decent fantasy they, game. They passed the ball pretty good against this, off- this defense. But... Yeah, Jacobs yeah. was fine. Adams was fine. Yeah, there just it wasn't that. For, for the weapons that they do have, that team uh, – you, you would think that they would be just doing a little bit more. Um, I think they need to, we, we talked early on in the season that they were hyper targeting Adams too much. And now I almost feel like they need to target Adams more, <laughs> you know, uh, that's just kind of the way I, I, I look at it a little bit. So oh. Um, oh, what is happening right now in this game? Uh, I don't know, but I hope Washington <laughs> scores another touchdown. <laughs> I think it was a huge catch and then a fumble. It was. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Washington recovered. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the anyway, Cowboys... we can be done with Colts Raiders. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now guess who plays next week? <laughs> Broncos and Raiders. Broncos Raiders. <laughs> Yay. Pooper Bowl. Uh, I don't want to say what I think about this. It's a South Park term. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this game next week. Um, 
Anyways, the Cowboys fall to the Packers 31 to 28. Was this Christian Watson's breakout game? No. Okay. Why? Wow, that was a hard no, Jordan. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. I think this I think this was you know, wide receiver variance. It happens. Like I think he showed that he's a good wide receiver, but I don't expect any kind of consistency from him going forward. I don't think the Packers just like magically fixed their offense. Um, like you sure it looked better. Uh, that's good. But, you know, they're four and six. They're going to lose this division. It's going to be a tough road to even try and make the playoffs. And they've had a discombobulated passing offense all season. So and, and Watson hasn't been able to stay healthy. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, he he has an ankle injury now, right? Which yeah. is like his fourth or fifth injury already this in his rookie year. So yeah, I'm not out on uh, him in a dynasty format, but I'm I'm not as excited as a lot of people are going to be for a redraft. I think he'll end up being the number one waiver pickup, and I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Um, but I I think uh, for dynasty, this was the sign that we wanted to see. But in redraft, I think it's yeah. too much. Yeah, he's sure. capable of a of a big game. That's what you want to see for Dynasty, but it could very well be until next year before he actually has a breakout. Um, yeah, know, or even or even longer. It can take wide receivers a, a couple years to get going. We've been lucky. I've talked about this where Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Waddle and some of these guys have distorted what has historically been the trend for pass catchers. You know, tight ends, it takes even longer, but wide receivers don't don't usually just be elite in their first year. Yeah. Yeah. We saw in this game that, you know, Palmer or Palmer Pollard has the ability to be a really good running back, but we also saw that they need Zeke. Like there was no pass blocking for him. And this is why they need Zeke. Like this is why, you know, he's going to be, the starter for them and he's going to end up being the starter for them going forward. Like yeah. you just see that difference, but Pollard's a really good running back still, but I just don't think he'll ever be that elite, you know, RB one that you want to see out of him. Um, he's really so, explosive. Yeah. He's a great change of pace back. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how it is. Um, other than that, CD lamb was just incredible and there wasn't a lot else in this game. Yeah, it uh, it's good to see Aaron Jones, though, even with that ankle injury, he looked really good. I think he's going to be safe going forward. Um, you know, he probably won't practice a lot again this week. So just keep an eye on that. But I would expect him to be out there again next week. Um, so we can jump into the Cardinals uh, and Rams. Cardinals won 27 to 17. This game completely shifted uh, when Cup went down. I mean, it basically took the Rams out of this game. It was a battle of the backups and. That's kind of how it stayed, but the Cardinals moved the ball pretty well um, with their backups. Rondell um, Moore looked great. Rondell Moore is a having... decent. He's a decent quarterback. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good backup on like top, pretty top end backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, Rondell Moore is having a quiet breakout season. Yes, um, thirteen targets, ten targets, eight targets. Uh, we could see a little bit more out of him. I think he's definitely hit that flex category going forward now. Yeah. Um, we're we're seeing the injury to Zach Ertz too. This is some somebody who's going to be benefited 
from that. So. Yeah, I'd expect the targets Huge. stay pretty high. Yes, I, I agree. Like so on the Ram side of the ball, though, not a lot to talk about. And I don't know what we're going to talk about next week for them either. Just look um, away when you talk about the Rams offense right now. <laughs> yeah. Does does Allen Robinson interest you guys at all? No. No. Okay. That's kind of where I'm at. So I'm more interested in Skoranek and Van Jefferson. They'll be in the waiver section. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Chargers uh, fall to the 49ers 16 to 22. Uh, a little bit to talk about is the Debo Samuel side. Um, the involvement just doesn't seem to be there. And him just as a straight wide receiver doesn't seem to be the same because Brandon Ayuk is the one that's getting a majority of the targets and is moving the ball for them. And then you have George Kittle and there's just too many options there now. Um, yeah. And then you had the CMC and, you know, Elijah Mitchell came back, jumped right into a massive role. They talked about how they want to split carries there. And what do you do with all of these options? Like is CMC really the only one that is a hundred percent a start now? For this offense, no, Ayuk's fine, and uh, Kittle's still better than like most streaming tight ends. Yeah, I'm with Jordan. Um, Debo, now you're going to probably be saying, "Is he my? You know, is he someone that I'm going to flex?" Which, yeah, that's a it's a bummer because he's such an elite talent, and they're paying him a lot of money now. So uh, I know a lot of that, like some of that's incentive laden, and so maybe that's. Maybe that's part of it is they're saving some money if they don't utilize Debo as much. But I don't know. I, I something's something's up there, and I'd like uh, you know I'd I'd hope that maybe he becomes a little bit of a squeaky wheel, and the squeaky wheel gets some grease like we've seen with you know elite wide receivers in the past on tons of different teams and tons of different situations. So uh, you know it's it's very possible we could see his workload go up. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, and yeah. you know San Francisco is not a team that you can trust anything coming out of like the, the coaching or anything. Either. <laughs> That's so true. If they say, "Hey, we need to get Debo more involved," I don't really trust it until I see it. Yeah, I yeah. do. You guys feel confident starting Mitchell next week? Because I still don't. Like, I would over a lot of options. Yeah, actually, <sighs> I don't. I don't know. Um... I, I think you might be able to flex him because he's a good running back. Like he's a really good running back. Yeah, he's gonna get, if he gets 16 to 18 touches a game, you almost have to flex him. And it seems like that, that offense could allow him to get that many touches. So they run a ton. Yeah. yeah. Hands always had a great running game. So give me, give me the running backs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what just happened. That Philly game it was a fake fake punt into an actual punt that was a weird one i have no idea Um, there's a bunch of weird (laughs) stuff going on in this game witchcraft yeah (laughs) yeah. uh well we'll touch base on the monday night football game on uh wednesday's episode let's just jump into the week um week 11 uh waivers uh the bye weeks you have the jaguars the dolphins the seahawks and the buccaneers a lot of powerhouse players this week you have jeff wilson you got waddle hill ETN, Kirk, uh, man, you got Walker. Walker. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my, I haven't even looked at my week 11 team. I'm terrified looking yeah. at this. Fournette, no Godwin, Evans, no Evans, and... no DK, no Lockett. Yep. Okay. So all uh, these count QBs. Week 11 is a loss for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of uh, people's good teams are going to take a loss this week. So try to patch yeah. it together on the waivers. This is actually a pretty good waiver week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's jump into the quarterbacks then. We've got uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's a stash for, you know, he won't be back till week 13. They have a week 12 bye. But, you know, he could jump right into a, a possible role. I mean, we haven't, we only saw him in that one preseason game, did not look great, but we know what he's capable of doing. Um, I think if you have the roster spots available, he's someone that you could stash, especially if you're streaming quarterbacks every single week, because come playoff time, he could be huge. Uh, Marcus Mariota does it on the ground. Pretty decent floor for him. Uh, Taylor Heineke is playing pretty well. Um, another good game out of him today. Uh, Russell they Wilson. Matchups next I think week they play too. Houston next week. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Wilson, uh, he gets the Raiders. So yep. there's always a possibility. Last time he played the Raiders, he had like 29 fantasy points. It's the only time this season that he's done anything. Um, and then Daniel Jones, we talked about him. Really safe floor. Uh, so, you know, those are all possible streaming quarterbacks that you can pick up if you had, you know, Lawrence Tua, Gino, yeah. or Tom Brady. Daniel Jones so. plays the Lions too. So another plus matchup there. Yep. Let's jump into the running backs. Uh, Rashad White, we talked about him. He is going into a buy, but he's available in 24% of leagues. No, How he's, much owned fab- in, he's owned in 24% of leagues on yeah. ESPN. It's much higher okay. than Sleeper. How much fab would you guys drop on Rashad White? It's getting late in the season and Fournette's banged up. I would spend quite a bit of money if I need a running back or if I'm the Fournette owner. If I've got fab left, like if I've got 80% of my fab left or whatever, I would probably go go ahead and spend over 50% of that. Yeah. I would spend higher on Rashad White than most of these other guys. Same. Um, Yep. uh, You got Jalen Warren. He's only owned in 11% of leagues on ESPN. It did seem like Najee got a little bit more usage this week, had pretty decent yards. He had over 90 rushing yards, I believe, this week, just didn't get a touchdown. Um, so it seems to be getting a little bit healthier, and that offense honestly seems to be moving the ball a little bit more, so touchdown yeah. opportunities could come for him. Well, and they, um, I think they'll see some more short fields and stuff too with TJ Watt back. So That's that's why I'm interested in Jalen Warren still is with the defense improving. It's a possibility that they'd be able to run a lot more, which you'd see you know, just more opportunities for Najee and for Warren and, uh, the, and good field position, maybe a little more scoring for the offense. So, yeah. Uh, then you got Kenyon Drake off of a bye week. Uh, he's owned in 45% of leagues. Uh, I would spend less fab on him just because I do think that, you know, their running backs are going to be coming back and healthy. Um, yeah, I think so, Gus is coming back for sure this week. Yeah. yeah I think he's still yeah. worth putting around, having on your roster though. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, another one, uh, Raheem Blackshear, we talked about him. That's more of like a deep league, just in case of an injury or something there. Same thing with Keontae Ingram. I think Keontae Ingram is somebody that should be rostered now because they obviously have faith in him enough that they're going to cut Eno Benjamin. And, and he's available everywhere. He's available in absolutely every league, just about on on ESPN and probably a ton of leagues, even in Sleeper, a lot of Dynasty leagues. He's probably not owned, so he might even be available in in some of those. Yeah, and if uh, something was happened to Connor, which happens all the time, we've already seen it this season, uh, Ingram's going to be set for a a, a pretty big role. So, um, 
Let's jump into the wide receivers. Uh, ben Skoranek, we talk, talked a little bit about him. I think he's going to fill that Cooper Cup role. Uh, looks like him, runs routes like him. Um, we could easily see that. Uh, Van Jefferson could also fill a role there with him out. Uh, we talked about a little bit about uh, Nick Westbrook-Akine. He's a little bit more of a dynasty ad than a redraft league. Christian Watson's probably going to be the top waiver ad by most people this week. Uh, I would be hesitant to put him in your lineup next week, but also there's a lot of players on by next week. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, and then we've got Paris Campbell who, you know, Paris Campbell is somebody that really interests me as a flex play going yeah, forward. If Matt Ryan's still going to be the starter, which I would assume at least going into next week, I think Paris Campbell's my favorite wide receiver ad this week. Yeah. Yep. Man, the Eagles just blew the game. Our group chats are losing it. <laughs> yeah. The Eagles, the Eagles just blew that game. They they had the easiest sack. All they had to do was touch the guy and they they slammed him. Oh no. Yeah. Game over, Eagles just lose. He gave himself up and they absolutely destroyed him. Oh, oh. that was weak. It looked worse in, in- Full speed. Okay. All right. Uh, Last one. Tight end uh, I wanted to mention was uh, Trey McBride for the Cardinals with uh, with Zach Ertz leaving. He's going on IR. He'll be done for the season. McBride was getting some targets late in that game. He was a high draft pick. So uh, I think he's an interesting add at tight end in deeper leagues, especially. I don't know if I'd want to start him next week in just like a you know ten or twelve team redraft league, but. Uh, he's, he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on and, and potentially roster in deeper leagues. Definitely, for sure. Well, I think that wraps up episode 38. Um, unless Woo! you guys got anything else that you guys want to add in? No, nah, man. I just weeks. hope everybody has a great week, man. Yeah. I'm really sad that Washington couldn't score another touchdown. But No, nah, it's, it's all good. That was a good yeah. thing. Hey, uh, looking season. forward to, our, to the the meaningless game of Broncos versus Raiders next week, Brandon. (laughs) Me too. It's going to be great. (laughs) Battle of whose coach is worse. (laughs) Oh, We're we're both with this. No one's getting fired, Brandon. Yeah. No, we're, yeah, we're, we're stuck. Um, Well, you can find us on our main Twitter at best coast FF. You can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. I'm at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I'm at BCFF Josh. All right, we'll see you guys all on Wednesday.